Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Hey, this is Bill Kasky back at the podcast for today. We're going to be talking with Dr. Scott Antoine. And as we have told you, this is a series we're doing over the next, I don't know, four to six weeks where we are releasing two episodes a week on how to do business during this disruption, how to dominate the disruption, how to improve your communication if you're virtualizing your business. And today's episode, I want to get into the clinical side because I need you to be healthy. Because if you're not healthy, none of the rest of this works. So I've engaged a doctor. He runs a company called Vine Healthcare. He's really bright. I think you'll like the interview. It tells you exactly how you can avoid some of the crazy stuff going around. Here's my interview with Dr. Scott Antoine. Well, I'm sitting here today uh, virtually, of course, with Dr. Scott Antoine, who is one of the co-founders, he and his wife, Ellen, of VineHealthcare.com. They're in Carmel, Indiana. And uh, fully functional, uh, fun- fully functioning for life is kind of, and uh, I didn't get that right, did I? Fully functional life. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Fully functional for life. Yeah, you're good. Fully functional for life. All right. All right. And uh, he works with infectious diseases, uh, medical mysteries. So he's got a unique practice. Full disclosure, I am a patient of Dr. Antoine, so I can speak for his his talent and uh, intelligence, at least to the extent I've seen it. So uh, welcome to the podcast, first of all. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. So I thought we'd break this up into two different uh, arenas. One is the arena of you as a professional services provider to patients. How are you dealing with the craziness that COVID-19 has has created? And just how are you dealing with patients and personal and virtual? I know you do a lot on Facebook. Uh, So tell me how you're running your practice now, given all this. So it's a great question. So what we have chosen to done to do is really uh, kind of lock things down here. We're trying to do follow up appointments virtually, uh, which we have done traditionally for a while because we have patients from all over the com- country coming to see us. The first visit medical legally has to be in the office. So what we're doing for that is our normal first initial appointment is an hour and a half or two hours speaking with the patient, then doing a physical exam. So we're doing that first portion uh virtually. So we're talking to the patient for an hour, an hour and a half, then having them come in, doing a quick physical exam that takes about five minutes, then having their blood drawn. We will typically have our office manager talk to them before before they come here. And so basically they're in the office to get a physical exam and then get lab work done and then leave. And then the rest of it, we can really handle virtually. So, you know, we do have business interruption insurance, but we really looked at it and and tried to figure out what we could do at this point to make the model sustainable. There are a lot of folks that are doing medical practices completely virtually. I think that's hard because I think that uh, the physical exam is so much part of it and also getting to meet someone, even if we're not shaking hands. So we've chosen to make things virtual. We have a lot of immunocompromised patients and my daughter has immune compromised. So I'm not really in a position where we can see patients who are sick 
coming in and do any kind of screening or testing or treatment. It's just really not feasible for us due to that fact. I just finished working in the ER last November, ironically. Um, and I've told them if it's a disaster, I will come back and help, but I'm going to need the spacesuit virtually that they use for orthopedic surgeons to do surgeries, to be able to not carry that home to my daughter. So, yeah. Yeah. What about from, so that's good. So you, you'd already been kind of heading down this direction and we talked a little bit about it when you saw me, but you're kind of having, having to fast forward a little bit. What about marketing during these times? Uh, with, without exploiting anything, you still have a lot of people who are probably on your Facebook channel and how, how are you continuing your marketing efforts? So what we've chosen to do, and that's a really good point, uh, the word exploitation, because, you know, a lot of, you know, there's the story now of this gentleman that bought like $16,000 worth of hand sanitizer and was selling it on Amazon. They basically shut him down, rightly so. Um, but so what we've chosen to try and do, you know, initially look at this and you think, oh, maybe people will come and buy some immune support products or whatever. But what quickly became apparent was that people needed to be served. And so what we've chosen to do in this time of virtual is to get on uh, to do Facebook lives. And I've not done a ton of those. So it was kind of an uncomfortable thing. And we just chose to get on, give people the facts, talk about what's real and reassure them and say, look, your best defense against this is an offense, meaning. And I know we'll talk about that in a bit, but meaning the idea that you will keep yourself healthy and you will have your best chance against the virus doesn't mean you're not going to get it. One of our objections also is there are some people that immediately came out with marketing that, you know, we can give you something that will prevent the virus or will, if you have it will keep you from dying. It's just not accurate. There's no known cure, but there's plenty of things we can do. The folks that are the highest risk in this seem to be male obese smokers over the age of 70. That's your highest chance of death. And so, you know, there are a few modifiable things there, your body mass index and whether you smoke or not, what you take into your body. So, so that's kind of how we've chosen. But in terms of marketing for us, we've we've tended to say, look, we'll be here. We'll figure it out how to help people. We'll serve the community as best we can, put people's fear at ease and look at things like drop shipping supplements or, um, you know, getting labs drawn out in the community if it's easier for people so they don't have to travel all the way here and, you know, potentially be on a plane or in a car for a long period of time. So. We're looking at it as an opportunity to serve people. And, you know, we've locked everything down here. And initially we thought, oh, that's going to people are going to not like that, that we're asking them to wait out in the lobby till they're ready for the blood draw, those kinds of things. And what I've decided is the way and I just told my staff this morning, the way we have to present it to them is, look, we're doing things far beyond other businesses to protect you and to protect us. And so using this idea of, you know, we're not doing this just because we're scared to death that we're going to get sick. We, we don't want anybody to get sick. And so, you know, we, you don't know what we're carrying. We don't know what you're carrying. So we've chosen to go over the top and, and lock our doors. Basically patients come knock on the door and then we come out, figure out what they need. If it's supplements, we put them in a bag and then to collect their payment and hand the bag through the window and kind of made it that way. Not because we're super scared, but because we want to be able to tell our patients. So it's all in, I think how you word things, and say yeah. to people, this is not, you know, to inconvenience you, it's to really protect you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's really good. That's crucial. And I'm glad you're still marketing because this is a time where people are scared. And by serving them, you're really serving them, not just clinically, but also psychologically, you know. Yeah, there's a local business owner who owns a restaurant and he actually is paying his employees because they won't be getting tips. He's paying them what they normally earn in tips in a paycheck. And he's also told them they can come in once a day and eat for free. 
So it's oh, the, wow. those kinds of things you hear that say that's the best marketing ever. Because what are the chances his employees will ever leave? Right. 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 That's so true. Well, let's switch uh, gears here a little bit to the clinical side of the virus. And um, uh, so tell me, I know one of the things that I've heard and, you know, you hear all sorts of stuff and you just have to you have to be really uh, mindful of who you're hearing it from and what their agenda is. Um, But tell me about just give me a couple minutes on your whole idea of how we can better protect ourselves uh, not from maybe getting it, but from having it be as bad as it is for some people. And just just give me a lay of the land from uh, your perspective. We've gotten this question numerous times, and I think it's the best question you ask um, because it may not be an if, it may be a when. And so you want to be ready for that. And it's really like anything else. You know, we look at all the things we do for our business. We get insurance, not only for the building, but we get business interruption insurance. We get liability. We get workers comp all those things to protect our business. And I know that's your forte kind of marketing and business, but we need to do the same things for ourselves. And we really don't think about that. A lot of people just don't pay attention to that. So your best offense or defense, as I said, is a great offense. So what we've been telling people is what we need to do is first to look at things, identify vulnerabilities in your, in your life. Look at, you know, how much you're interacting with other people. We've actually, in the, for the past few week or so, we've had Amazon deliver groceries from our local Whole Foods. And the lag times are getting a little bit longer. But if you plan ahead, you can get them to do that. Now, people are still handling your foods, but you're not in a public environment with them. So identifying what your risks are, also looking and saying what medicines are you on. People that are on immunosuppressive medications are particularly high risk or people with a fragile immune system. And most of our patients know that when they have that. Um, So really looking at identifying what your risks are. Um, And then the next step is reducing the things that adversely impact your health. So in terms of your immune system, the things that are immune derogatory that we know for sure, plenty of, you know, not a whole lot of literature on COVID-19, but a lot of literature on immunosuppressive effects of foods. So sugar, simple sugars produce inflammation, which is how the virus kills you through inflammation. So you want to do it at all costs to avoid being inflamed. So simple sugars, obesity is inflammatory. Um, we also know that sugar has a direct negative impact on your immune system. It's been shown to inhibit white blood cells. So sugars, um, preservatives and foods, anything that you come in contact with that's artificial, your body has to mount an immune response to. The more your body's mounting immune response to, the less it has the ability to survey the environment and respond to other unique threats. So the reason why almost all children are allergic to everything now, you know, you can't bring cookies into elementary school, is because their immune system is continuously processing environmental toxins, air pollution, uh, products that are in foods. So avoiding processed foods and things like that. And then our next step, once we've reduced those things that are derogatory is we try and, um, optimize detoxification. Once again, remove the total body burn of stuff your immune system is dealing with. So we look at supplements like glutathione, uh, which is a great, uh, antioxidant and a great toxin remover. We also look at B vitamins, which upregulate your liver's ability to detox, Um, So some of those things, infrared sauna can help as long as you're not in a crowded health club, Um, being outside, all those things help improve detoxification and exercise helps improve detoxification. There's so many things now, there's a lot of trainers that are doing things virtually. So you can sit in your, you know, get a few kettlebells and through Amazon and sit in your, in your uh, living room and work out. So optimizing detox. And the next thing is support. And this is typically the question people want to know, what, what can I take? What can I do? 
So the things that we know that are helpful, there are a few prescriptions that doctors are trying. They are trying high dose IV vitamin C. Um, you know, if you were to take that much orally, you'd have continuous diarrhea. We're talking about 25 to 50 grams IV. They've been using that in China and a few other areas. Chloroquine, which chloroquine, which is an old malaria medication they're trying. And they're also trying a few of the um, HIV medications because they're transcriptase inhibitors. They stop replication of the virus. Um, so there's a few things they're trying. We don't have a lot of data on everything. So other than prescription medications, some other things we know, once again, we don't have any studies directly with coronavirus. You mentioned before, you know, some people are marketing a lot and they're marketing very definitively in things that we don't know. So they're saying, you know, you, you, if you take this herb, it will cause a cytokine storm. Thinking of elderberry, this will cause a cytokine storm, which will cause your kidneys and liver to shut down and you will die quickly from COVID virus. We don't have any data that that's true. And in fact, elderberry will upregulate other parts of the immune system that are completely protective. So we don't have strong things. And one of the things, if your people are online and they're seeing, as you said, we're seeing a lot of things. If you see anybody that says always and never, especially in reference to a product they sell, you're probably being marketed to and not in an ethical manner. So elderberry, I think can be helpful. Vitamin C, very helpful, reduces a lot of different, um, types of infection, also maintaining your vitamin D and it's important to get a level. Uh, so a vitamin D level between 50 and 70, uh, has been shown in Japanese school children to cut down on influenza, like 40% in the midst of an epidemic there. How do you know, how do you know, uh, do you have to send your, send you that have in to get tested, right? So you would either get tested through your doctor's office or through, you know, if you don't have a physician, you can go to any lab test now and get that drawn just by yourself. Uh, I always recommend people do it through a physician's office, but you check your vitamin D level. Most adult folks, unless they have kidney failure, are going to require somewhere around 3000 or a little bit more units of vitamin D. So vitamin D is really helpful if you take enough of it and get your uh, blood level up. Now, some people have genetic differences in how they process vitamin D. So we have some patients that take 2000 units of vitamin D and maintain that level. Some other patients require 10,000 units. So it's very individualized. But vitamin D is really helpful. Um, Echinacea, monolaurin, those are both things that are antiviral. Once again, no direct um, um, link. There's a a company called Montana Pharmacy with an an F, pharmacy with an F. I have no connection to them. Um, But Montana Pharmacy actually has some herbal products available based on the work of Stephen Buhner, who's a very well-known and well-written um, person, herbalist, uh, he's written several books on dealing with Lyme disease as well as other viruses, um, using herbs. Once again, no direct, um, COVID-19 research right. that he's done, but he's done work with other coronaviruses. So some of those herbs and there are various types that you could find if you go on Facebook, even and look up Stephen Buner, Stephen with a pH, um, you can find some of his posts and he is very unique. He has websites and he will even answer people's questions directly from his website for free. Good. I appreciate that. A lot of good information for people. And I think he's reliable and he doesn't sell products. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't sell products other than his books. So he's not on there hawking some type of herbal preparation from him. So I appreciate that as well. So those are some things that you can do. Also probiotics, probiotics we think of for the gut, but they stimulate immunity as well. So those are kind of the big things that I've looked at. Um, in helping people. So, so, so then the, the end of all this is that 
you've given us, I don't know, 10 to 15 things here between exercise. You didn't mention mm-hmm. sleep. I presume sleep is part of that. Yeah. And, you know, probiotics, and all those things. So really what you're doing with this is you're trying to build up the immune system. So that what? So what we're trying to do is remove anything that's occupying the immune system that doesn't need to be so processed foods and things. So we're trying to free up as much of your immune system as possible. Then we are trying to make sure, you know, your immune cells themselves are strong. And each of those things I mentioned, sleep is actually sleep and stress reduction. I appreciate you saying that are great things you can do as well. If you do not sleep well, you won't set your brain chemicals back to normal. And so you will have a difficult, more difficult time, more anxiety dealing with some of this. But um, so those are very important for sure. But you're trying to beef up your immune system. And also some of the things we know, vitamin C, monolaurin, as well as echinacea have direct antiviral properties. And some of the herbs I mentioned from Stephen Buhner's work have direct antiviral properties that have been shown at least in the test tube, if not in people. So those are, there's some things to beef up your immune system because your immune system is remarkably strong. We are really resilient. We've survived, you know, I've been telling patients, don't fret. We've been fighting viruses for thousands of years and we've won every time. So whether it's HIV or or some of the other things, Ebola, we've done a very good job at, at responding and defeating these things. Yeah. So, so back to my question then, which I think you answered, but I I want a little more direct answer is that Mm -hmm. we're doing all this and I love this and Mm -hmm. I'm doing a part of it because you taught me how to do it. And so I'm doing it so that we will fend off the virus if we are close or so that when we get it, or if we get it, it might be a little bit more milder version of yeah, it. Both. So uh, one of the things I've worked in the air for 27 years, and I can tell you that I rarely get sick. And when I do, and I've had the flu probably twice in the last 10 years from the ER, I'm down for about a day and a half at most. I mean, a day of, and I mean, that day is shaking chills and fever. Um, but I'm down for a day and a half and I recover a lot more quickly than most folks do. So you're trying to make it more mild. You're also trying to prepare your body uh, for that. You know, there's just no secret. The folks that we see doing worse likely have a much worse diet, don't exercise, are putting chemicals in their body that impair their lungs ability. Like cigarette smoking burns the lining of your lung away. The lining of your lungs supposed to have small hairs to get rid of bugs and junk. And so when you burn that away, you're just allowing that to sit in there. So yes, get a milder form, avoid it, possibly because your immune is much stronger. If you get it, respond in a way that, because, well, I'll tell you what, the virus is actually not killing people. It's the reaction of their body to the virus, a crazy high immune response because their body's getting overrun. So it's people's own body that's actually killing them. We want a stable, you know, percolating immune system that's sitting ready to immediately attack what comes in and to overpower it before it gets It's a great way to... That's probably the best description of the immune system I've heard. Um, just it's waiting. I, I would say it's it's our armor. It's our last armor. Mm-hmm. And right. if we happen to touch a rail that somebody touched because they came back from a orient, I, I don't know. It just we can't we can't avoid it. We can't avoid right. it. So we have to build ourselves. So, uh, Dr. Antoine, how should people get with you, either a Facebook page or Twitter? Or how, how should they get uh, follow you? So we have a Facebook page is our website you had mentioned, uh, www.vinehealthcare.com. And we also have a Facebook page, Fully Functional at Vine Healthcare. Fully Functional is the process I sort of weaved through here, how we respond to 
illness and how you prepare. But um, Fully Functional at Vine Healthcare is our Facebook page. We also have another population we serve, which are children with pediatric acute onset neuropsychiatric syndrome. And so we have um, healing pans and pandas, P-A-N-S and P-A-N-D-A-S, like the animal, healing pans and pandas on Facebook. And my wife and I are also the pandas docs on Instagram. So you can find us there and find a lot of information about neuroimmune disorders in children. And they are at higher risk during this time, too. Okay. Good. Dr. Scott Antoine, thanks for joining me today on the podcast. Appreciate you. We may come back and do this again in a month after we know a little bit more about where we are on this all. all. So uh, thanks for the work that you do. Appreciate it. Be glad to. Thank you very much.